Just as it happens, we bring it to your ears. The Federal Executive Council FEC on Wednesday approved 13 memoranda from seven ministries. The President has government. said the National Assembly will work with the Independent National the Electoral Commission. President Joss and other parts of Plato State have urged the state... Current political news around you, critically analyzed and brutally discussed to keep you informed. Politics and how leaders have no, been... No, I said they should show I'm coming. You. I say I didn't They don't that. have. They don't have. Okay, which I know they will not show you okay. because they don't have. There is anthropological incline that is conjured with a lot of religion and social classes that is causing all of this. But I will say this clearly. Politics or politicians in code takes advantage of the situation. But it is... Join Ponsak Fanap and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on J11.9 FM as we discuss political issues that affect that our affect daily lives. lives. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsat Panap. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday evening, 21st of October 2022. Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How's your day? How's it going? It was a good day, Ponsak. Um It's like you had a late afternoon slump. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah, you must be very observant. Yeah. I give it to you here. Yeah. Well, uh, how, how was your day today? Yeah, but it was it was quiet. It was quiet work. Basically, you know how it went. So it was it was work. It was work being in and around the office environment. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. It's like every Friday or the last edition of the program, you just you know feel tired and you can't wait. You know, uh, for the weekend. Gilbert, one of the things that I love to do at weekends, I love to travel. You know. Uh, either I travel you know, out of town, uh, maybe I go to Vom. I, I just love to the travel. You know, yeah, some mm. neighboring villages. And mm. one of the things that I, I learn in, in my travel is that if you go there, the standard of happiness, the things that people do to become happy, you know, you look at it and you say, I can do that. I cannot <laughs> do that for me to be happy. But you see people living their lives and they're happy. And for me, it costs... Uh, it just makes me to reflect in what to say. Maybe I'm ungrateful, you know, uh, for the many blessings that one has. Maybe I am nonchalant, or maybe I'm not observant enough, or maybe I fail to count my blessings every day. I'm not saying this because I'm better off than anybody else, but I'm saying that human happiness, truly, it takes nothing for you to be happy. You just need to create what happiness is for you. And th- that means is the choice, basically the choices that we make yes. that define us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. But Ponsak, as you began to speak about this, something dropped in here. And here's the thing. In our country, even the choices that you're entitled to as a human being could be taken away. Yeah. And you basically wouldn't have the right to decide on some of the things that you'd want to do or you'd even want to relate with as a human person to derive your inner peace and inner happiness. A clear example is the flood situation. I was just watching a few videos, you know, of those situations in different parts of the country and I was I was having a deep thought, really deep thought, people displaced and you could even see that some people like getting acquainted with the situation, trying to just play in some of the waters as unhygienic as the waters may be, just trying to see how they could... I began to question how situations can make people in this country to settle for the unthinkable, right? For someone who has the liberty of choices, you can go to swimming pools, and if you want, play around the waters, just unwind your brain and all of that. But here is um, a different scenario where human beings are restricted to decide between what's good, what's not good, and what's even worse. I mean, it gets that bad. It gets to that point. But hopefully, our society grows bigger than what it is today. I mean, we have to think about the fact that even the things we have could be taken away. 
Someday. Yeah, well, uh, the flooding situation is very, very uh, unfortunate. Uh, we have worse disasters, you know, as a society. Uh, we're still we're battling with the issue of IDPs. We're battling with the issue of flood victims, you know. Uh, so Nigeria is a land of full of refugees right now in their own country. And that is why they're internally uh, displaced. And we're calling on the government, you know, calling on the government to see to it that they... They attend to these Nigerians and serve them. If it's in other countries, you see the government saying that we're bringing out the Coast Guard, we're bringing out the uh, Navy SEAL, we're bringing out the this, we're bringing out just to evacuate people, take them to dry land and ensure that, you know, they are safe uh, first. So uh, I think that the government should do more. Well, Peter Obi was in Benway State. Same person who said campaign should be suspended, but he went to Benway and visited the flood uh, victims, donating five million naira to them. Yeah, he did that. Uh, yeah, he but, was but again, Gilbert, Benway is a swing state. True, yeah, true. So Benway is it's, not it's, a, it's not a guaranteed kind of that this party yeah, is going to win. It's in the yeah. bag or so and uh -huh. all. And if you so see, so a smart politician. in his company, in his company where um, some people, some aides of the Benway State Governor, and including the SSG of Benue State, right? He accompanied him to some of that, um, those places in where the, the flooding took its toll and all that. I saw a few people with the autumn cap around. Maybe it's just simple courtesy, showing courtesy and, and you know, saying in as much as we have differences in political ideologies or even political parties, yeah, it doesn't mean we can't agree on issues, on serious issues that have to do with human lives and the citizenry and all of that. So that's basically it. He, he, he went to some of the environments in Ekenu. He and the company of uh, the people who just saw him off to those places. Well, charity, I, I charity, mean, yeah, charity, they say, begins at home. I, I expect Peter Obishul uh, visited Anambara State uh, Awesome state in the south. south. All right, Ponsak, let me let me bust your bubbles here. Okay, you know what? I was just thinking about this same thing you have said here. Mm. But if the man had started from the southeast, guess what will happen? It is still people who. <laughs> let me know. Okay, but people would have made it a habit or a decision, a kind of thing that would just look like he's been a bigot. Do you get? Or he's basically centering on his own region. They're trying to basically just restrict him to a regional player and all that. So those were just the things I was trying to, you know, think about in my mind. But it's all the same. He has visited, he has done, so it's never late. He can still visit some of let the me, communities me, let, in the yeah, southeast. Uh, Inas, I understand what you're trying to say or what you've said uh, and what you mean. Maybe, uh, but let me say this. Uh, maybe you uh, correct me uh, in case I get anything that you've said uh, wrong or incorrect. Peter Obi is contesting to become president. Between Peter Obi, Atiku, and Tinubu. Atiku, if you check his uh, last election, the result, he got vote in the northern part of the country. Sizable number of votes. Tinubu boast, is boasting of the southwest. So you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But which region will Peter Obi, or does Peter Obi guarantee that he's going to get vote from the region. I'll tell you one thing, Bonsak. I, I think that, you know, and, and I dare say that I don't see, there hasn't been any politician from the Southeast that will tell you that if he, any, in any presidential contest, he brings the block book from the uh, Southeast. From his so region. you have to start from your region. You have, that's why they will say, secure the back. True. Because Tinubu right now is coming full chest to say... The Southwest is behind Of me. course. Even Oyo that mm. is PDP. Mm. You know, look at uh, the actions of Governor Yesom Wike and the friendship between Yesom Wike and Shea Maikinde. So the question is that... Uh, and there are already speculations arrived that Shea Maikinde may not, if uh, the PDP doesn't resolve amicably, go with, you know, the presidential candidate of the People's Democratic Party. He may go with, you know... Uh, that of the opposition because mm -hmm. of his friendship and loyalty to Governor uh, Wiki. So I, I think that if you are a national politician, you should, you know, say, even if it's the North Central, for example, you, if Peter Obi is very sure to say, you know what, if I come out for this contest, I'm very sure I'm going to get 35% votes from the North Central, I'm going to get 15% from the North is maybe 10%. I'm just saying, you know. So you have to be 
bring uh, your region. You have to deliver Into your region, for example. Yeah. Now, Ponsak, let's look at one thing here. But I mean, politics, election is dynamic. Yes, so yes, it's actually happen. dynamic. So but anything can but happen. let's take our minds back to some of the recent and even not so recent histories that were all fully aware of. You remember the 12 million vote banks that have constantly delivered for President Muhammad Dubuari, right? It used to be there. The North, for its part, has made a habit in its culture, political culture, of a kind of idolizing a political figure and rallying behind that individual. The same thing with the Southwest. There are war histories there. You know that, obviously. And it's something that helps the APs in 2015. Right, but let's look at um, the same 2015 again. The Atiku game changer, he, the ticket between Atiku and Peter Obi himself. Why did Atiku, for example, get the highest votes of all the contestants in the southeast? It's basically because of the Peter Obi factor. Now you have a lot of things that have basically changed, be it in terms of the political dynamics or the leadership dynamics, the failures and whatnot of the APC administration. Right. Things could change, and I'm glad that you rounded up by saying things could change. Yeah. Nothing is a given. Uh, so yeah. we may well see these differences playing out. And possibly, who knows, there's a card he's playing in that region. Because people who limit Peter Obi to um, a regional politician say he has no strongholds except the southeast and the south-south. So basically, see, maybe see, he lives in that analysis. Yeah, there's, for me, there's nothing being uh, reducing him to, you have to bring your region. It's politics. You have to deliver, and you have to be sure of a region. That is how the game is being played in our country. Muhammad Ubari, prior to 2015, you always get votes in the north. And that was what Ashwaju said. Look, if we form an alliance, don't come to my party, but let's form an alliance. CPC, ACN, All Progressives Congress, President Buhari, uh, Muhammad Ubari has been president for six, seven years and running. So uh, I think that people should get these things. It's not emotion. It's not sentiment. Well, this, let's this, let's this let's even reality. look at his his um, running mate talking about Baba Ahmed Dati. Do you see him causing an upset in Kaduna State, where he comes from, or even in the Northwest? Do you uh, see him bringing something tangible I'm to, to the tie, table? I'm going to tie the, your question to what Bello Arofai <laughs> said. Bello said that if APC doesn't win Kaduna State, he's gonna delete his Twitter account. So that is my response. There. That's too cheap to put at stake. <laughs> Twitter account. Well, Bello Erufai is big on Twitter. So there are some people, it's like if they don't go on Twitter, uh, they don't rest. You know, they get anxious, they get panic attacks. Bashir, Bashir Erufai. Oh, is it Bashir yes, or Bello? Bashir, Bashir Okay, <laughs> That's uh, Bashir. Well, let's play this insert. Uh, Colonel Hamid Ali retired, the custom boss, uh, saying that they sacked 2,000. Custom officers uh, for um, violating the rules. Stay here. Since we took, took over, I can leave not even a percentage. I'll tell you over 2,000 plus officers have been sacked out of the service. Within these seven years, we have sacked more officers than, than uh, customers ever done because we dismissed them. After dismissal, we make sure that we prosecute you. We take it to court and you get you get you prosecuted and jailed. This rice does not preserve itself. They use chemicals to preserve it so that it looks fresh and they give winter. So this is where the problem is. And that's why you find a 22-year-old, 20, 25-year-old having colon cancer. Once we get these seized items uh, forfeited, then we dispute it, we give a section to the IDPs, and then a section to the Ministry of uh, uh, for Humanitarian. Uh, after certification by NABDA, we do not uh, give, uh, and it is the only area where we allow uh, foreign rice to be consumed. You cannot reverse technology. Once you take that discretion out of the hands of the human beings, once you remove that contact from person to person and use electronic, that cannot be reversed. Hello there, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanap. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have Mr. Promise Yatu from the Probity Tribe. By the way, this is a sponsored program. Uh, the program has been displaced. Uh, so it's not the regular Nigeria at Sunset. Uh, this is a sponsored program. So 
uh, the property tribe and some friends. Uh, they call them. Okay, good evening, Mr. Promise. You need to tell us uh, the name of, you know, they said friends call you. Okay, uh, good evening. Thank you for coming. All right, good evening, uh, Mr. Ponsak, Mr. Gilbert, and our listeners. It's a pleasure to be here again. Okay. Uh, maybe to just answer your question. Yeah. Uh, the Property Tribe uh, is a uh, collection of uh, young people in the state. You know, as I've, uh, as I've said, um, I think uh, in one of the interviews here, you know, we have identified that uh, the major problems we have in the state is a issue of division, you know, disunity. And so we, we sat and we saw the need to bring ourselves together, you know, in pursuance of uh, healing and then uh, trying to eradicate that which has been an encumbrance to our growth as a people uh, so that uh, it will set a platform where uh, ethnic profiling or whatever sense of bigotry or sentiment wouldn't uh, preside over uh, pursuance of result. So rather than uh, selecting leaders or pursuing a course on the premise of tribe or whatsoever kind of um, uh, sentiment, we see ourselves, first of all, as men of integrity because the property is synonymous to integrity. So our, 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 our mother tongue is integrity. So regardless of where you're coming from, so long as you speak that integrity as a language, you're a member of the property. So it's just a movement that uh, started not uh, quite too long, even though we've been together for many years, back in the university days and all that. So we've built relationship with, uh, with friends, and we felt what the society is bereft of when, when we bring ourselves together to pursue a cause in such a light. We would at least bring in change, you know, one which will not be premised on, on sentiment, but issue-based and result-based. All right. Uh, so, uh, dear listener, they have it. This is a sponsored program, so uh, the usual Nigeria chance that, you know, has been displaced uh, to accommodate this. So, uh, I learned that uh, your party, you belong to the People's Democratic Party. Uh, tomorrow, they are going to have uh, inauguration of his campaign. Talk to us about that. Campaign Council, that is the governorship and presidential in Plateau State. Okay, I think um, it's, uh, I would just say that it's worth the wait, you know, because he, uh, it has generated a little of uh, concern from different quarters that perhaps it's long overdue. But I think uh, from what we are seeing on the list, I would say that it's uh, worth the wait. And if, if I'm to give uh, that list a name, I would say that it is a statement of unity because if you see the caliber of people uh, captured on that list, you will see that it's, it's like a conglomeration of the old and the young order, you know. Uh, whatever that it is, uh, people are peddling out there concerning the party with respect to uh, grievances or whatever. You would see that uh, almost everybody is captured. You see the likes of uh, uh, Baba Jang, uh, Safideli Stabgun, Jeremiah Husseini, and so many revered personalities, elders, and then so many young people equally. And, you know, worthy of uh, mention is uh, the youth campaign DG, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's one that we can proudly and boldly say is a square peg in a square hole. Oh, uh, that is uh, Hitler Project. Hitler Project, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. You can authoritatively confirm that all of the parties are on the same page now. I think that's why I said if I'm to give it a name, I would say it's a statement of unity because almost all the candidates who contested alongside Barista Caleb during the primaries are part of the list. You know, Almost every other uh, aspirant in other positions are also part of the list. And from what we heard, what we gathered from the campaign, uh, sorry, from the party office, is that all these people were contacted, duly consulted before their names were... Uh, were uh, captured in the list. And it goes a long way to tell you that uh, the, the readiness of the party to take over, regardless of whatsoever kind of rumor that is being peddled by opposition or whatsoever kind of cheap uh, gossip, you know, that is uh, uh, skewed towards demoralizing 
the, the, the support base of the party, I think uh, this, this list shows the readiness and the resolve by the PDP to take it, uh, whether by, by fire so or by force. Why do you think the PDP is a better option to what we have right now and Barista Caleb Mudfang, the uh, governorship candidate of your party, why do you think it's a better option for Plato people uh, right now? Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's because you believe in uh, the PDP and Barista Caleb Mudfang that you're supporting him. That is, I want to believe the premise of your uh, support. You see, I we we've discussed this over and over, and we I don't want to sound like uh, I'm being uh, an opportunist, but uh, the reality is that the APC uh, in itself is like uh, a gift to the PDP to take back uh, power, because the the monumental atrocities, if I would use that word perpetrated by this uh, government, I think is alone to convince Nigerians that uh, the change they were promised was all a sham and a scam, you know. So if, if anyone would juxtaposition the days of the PDP and then the days of the APC, I don't think you would need a soothsayer or a fortune teller to tell you that uh, the APC is bad news. Now, to, to tell you that uh, it, it, it has gone beyond just the PDP, the person of uh, Barista Caleb Mutfang, he he has he has presented to Plateau people uh, a, a little synopsis of his uh, agenda, and it's captured in his five-point uh, uh, agenda. Which uh, just before I started making any comment here, I, I I spoke about disunity, you know. And then the the, the first thing he has assured Plateau people that he's going to do is to rebuild back the bond of unity. You know, even the scripture says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know, we, we, we are used to the rhetorics of politicians. We are used to so many lies, you know, and, and it, has, it has gotten us to a point where it, it becomes difficult for you to just hear someone make sense and believe that it's achievable. You know, just uh, yesterday, the presidential candidate of the APC said, He's going to create something like a loan where you just go to Tedfund and get funds and do what. But this was the same person for um, uh, eight years ago who stood on the podium and said, under the APC is going to be four years for four years. There won't be anything like ASU strike. And they just broke the record on a vintage strike action. You know, so Barista Caleb's agenda, rebuilding back the bond of unity, strengthening the security architecture, uh, uh, rebuilding the, the, the human capital and our institutions, the economy of the state, and basic and critical infrastructure. So all those items being captured, and with his personality, you know, he's one person that has served. He has the experience, he has the capacity, and coming from a place where uh, you, would, you, would, you would say that the, the PDP did their, their bid. Nigerians were hoodwinked, with the issue of change. And, and the basic question to ask Nigerians now is, what has changed? So if anybody is contemplating whether the PDP is the option, it's just a simple question to ask. We were promised uh, change seven years plus ago. What has changed? You know, you go to the market, the price of uh, food items is on the high rise. You know, so basic needs that the common man is supposed to have, you know, easy access to are no longer... Uh, available and the government seemed to be very very insensitive about those things so for how long should we continue on that path so i believe that the pdp is a very bright option to the plateau people based on its agenda yeah, based I, on I, the candidate so why do you yeah, uh -huh. why yes. do you think uh, uh, why do you think barista kalamutfang is the man for the job I think I've answered that question. If, if, if no, you mentioned PDP. Uh, it's only the party that you mentioned, but let's talk about the personal competencies uh, of uh, the, the, the governorship candidate of your party. And to add to that, yeah. considering that you've mentioned about policies and all that, you gave example with Ashwaju, right, and his party making promises and all. The same thing with the APC in Plateau State made promises. And here we are. So what sets him up? What's his unique selling point, basically? Now, you see, I, I think uh, if we are going to uh, compare now, you know, 
for for the APC, assuming uh, I'm going to ask uh, their 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 supporters or their candidate, what are they coming to build on? You know, I've maintained this position that God's willing, but Mr. Caleb is coming to continue from where Baba Jang stopped, and I believe that nobody on the plateau, even the deaf, even the blind, would argue that during the Jang's era, there was no developmental strides. Now, in the issue of security, Baba Jang brought Operation Rainbow. In the agrarian sector, Baba Jang brought ASTC. Now, there were moves to fortify and empower our traditional institutions so that it will be easy for cohesion and pursuing unity. Because if you take away unity, security becomes a problem. Now, that is why I, I, I said earlier, based on the agenda of Barista Caleb Mufan, first on the list is rebuilding back the bond of unity. If we are united as a people, you know we have so many tribes. And you know even in the days of uh, the children of uh, the, the, the Babylonians, the days of uh, Tour of Babel, you know God accosts them with tribe. So tribe is not one thing that we are supposed to to see as, as, as a blessing, it's like a cause. So until we are able to breach the barrier of tribe, and how do we do that? Rebuilding the bond of unity, you know, uh, fortifying and, and giving more capacity to our traditional institutions, the stakeholders, reaching out, everybody to be a partner. If today everybody is, 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 is concerned about the plateau agenda, if we are united, I can go to sleep and say that my brother is on the guard at that particular place, and then I know that nobody can in invade my territory. You understand? So once we achieve that, we now go back to the issue of the security. And why we believe that he's coming to build from where Baba Jang stopped is that the PDP is an organized party. And even from the, uh, the list that just came out, it will tell you that every interest has been brought to the table. We have a common ground. And I can challenge the, other, the, 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 the incoming opposition, that is the APC, to, to, to prove to us such a step that they are united to even sit and discuss a plan for the state. You know? So the, the, the display of such unity is one which you cannot even begin to contemplate whether this man is coming to hit the ground or not. And you know, he did it in Mangu local government. The, 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 the incoming opposition have been saying that uh, he, he did poorly in Mangu. But I want to tell you something. Barista Caleb Mutfong contested uh, these elections from Mongol local government, from a local government that had much more of the aspirants from PDP. And that is the only local government that conducted like a mock primaries, you know, like a, a macro primaries in the local government. And he emerged victorious. If he had not done well when he was chairman in Mongol local government, I don't think it would have been possible for him to emerge in the midst of such a uh, giant, you know, where you have the likes of uh, General Sura, you have uh, Nazadu, Bagudu, and so many others, very fine personalities. For him to emerge, that goes to tell you that this man is, is trusted by his people. And I believe that if given the opportunity, because even the scripture says that he that is faithful in little will be rewarded with large tasks. Mr. Promise, you sound so confident, you know, but um, the abilities of Barista Caleb Mutfang. But some of his critics have said that he only managed a local government. Why, why do you think that he should be trusted with a state as big as Plateau? That's why I, I spoke about the scriptures. He that is faithful in little, he has done it in a little capacity. You know, experience, you know, we, we've, we've, always, uh, we've always argued with the incoming opposition about this word competence. You know, competence is a function of experience. It's not, I, I, I said somewhere, my wife bakes, you know, and for the fact that she does that, I now have idea. I am knowledgeable in the field. So if you bring me to the studio to talk about baking or something, I, I will say it in a way that you will imagine that I can bake. But if you bring the utensils and all, I won't be able to do it. But someone who has done it before, you know, it's just like someone who has, uh, has, has, has handled, like our youth DG. Some of the things we, 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 we allude to his competencies are that he was one time SVG president in the University of Jos, a cosmopolitan region, you know, where you have citizens from different parts of the country, even outside the country. Now, 10 years or more later, you know, these guys have gone to different fields. They've evolved from activism to politics now. Handling such a constituency, 
won't be a difficult task because you are used to the terrain. It's just about leadership. And you know, Barista Caleb Mutfang has always insisted that the major encumbrance to achieving results in governance in this country is the lack of leadership. You know, you may, you, you, all, all the aspirants can come to this place and talk about health, education, and whatsoever. All these things are a function of knowledge, not competencies, because you can only be competent in your own field. I'm an engineer. I, I can only claim to be, to be competent in the engineering field. But I can speak about medicine maybe because of the little things I read online or something. So your ability as a leader to galvanize, to bring the resource requisite towards achieving results, that makes you a leader. And the will to do that. And you would also look at the driven forces and the driving force. And those are some of the things that we believe. If you, if you, if you talk about Barista Caleb, you begin to talk about the pe people behind him, the likes of Baba Jang, the likes of J.T. Husseini, the likes of Fidel Istabgun and the rest. And you know, these are people that, to one extent, we can see that we have seen them performed and we trust them. On the other side, who would you say is behind the other person that you can trust to say that he can even give that person? You have a national reason? politician. I don't know who is that. Behind who that is. the governor. The okay. governor is a national politician at this point in time. Okay, I, I'm actually not talking about the, 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 the political affluence. I'm talking about integrity here. Because we are talking about holding leaders accountable. We have seen it. We have seen it here on the plateau. We have seen the absence of governance on the plateau equally. So if, 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 you're, if, if, if you're telling me now that plateau people are comfortable with such uh, a style of leadership, then I will say that perhaps it's just a, a, a wrong illusion. Let's look at your constituency, the youth. Uh, are you privy to any documents of sorts that speak about the policies that Barista Caleb Mutvan has for the youth? Yes. You know, I, I, I think... Uh, one of the basic reasons why he chose a youth from the, the real definition of the uh, youth charter is because he, he believes that the youth uh, are actually the future, you understand. And when, 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 when he said the time is now, it didn't just mean that the time is now for us to take back leadership. The time is now to equip the younger generation you know, the time is now to empower those who will be on guard when they are long gone. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I, I've been privy to a, a few meetings where he, 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 he made his position very clear about empowering the youth in the judiciary, in, in almost every field, you know. And it, it, it gives us joy to feel that this is one person that, has identified. And when he was local government chairman, I can tell you that you can go and verify, even in Mangu local government, a lot of young people were empowered. You know, his government got truncated by the same APC government. And it is very unfortunate that some of the things that the APC government accused the PDP government of was lawlessness. You know, these guys were democratically elected, you know, and they stayed in office for just some few months. And their tenure was just truncated for no reason because they were in the opposition because the APC now came to government. So some of the plans that they had was just thrown to the thin air. You know, we knew of uh, the, 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 the Peugeot market that he, the, the groundbreaking had already, was already uh, in process and everything, you know, to, to see that our, our, our young people are equipped in automobile, engineering, and all that. So, you see, deliberate efforts, even in the agricultural sector, when the, the strides he achieved in that local government, you know, it is one thing for us to, 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 hold, to, to, to listen to politicians say things, you know. Uh, we have politicians that are already going around promising young guys in their 20s to be, to be commissioners, to be DGs, and all that, you know. What matters to us is not about the promise that these politicians are making. And I, I, one thing I love about uh, His Excellency Barrister Caleb, God's willing, is that he, he, he doesn't make promises easily. You know, he's a result-oriented person, and he believes in meritocracy, you know. And these are the things that we are advocating from the property tribe, that once we begin to have government that is, 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 is a conscious of merit, you know, people will go back to education. People will, will become busy. 
you know, unlike uh, a government where charlatans are empowered, and then those ones that are, are actually living right and are pursuing decent means of survival are nowhere to be found. So as a young person, I'm telling you this, I am proud of his policies. I'm proud of what he has brought and he has shared with us. And God's willing, after tomorrow's event, there will be series of engagements with young people. And I, I, I want to say this again, to reiterate the confidence he has in, 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 in the young people. He has given the, 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 the director general of the youth campaign free hand you know, to mobilize the people he believes are result-oriented equally. The list we saw is just, is just a list of um, it's just members that are going to handle critical positions. We have other people that were not, uh, are, are not captured in the list, and then subsequently their, their own list will come out. Well, can you help us to understand um, some of the things that will be, uh, some of the detail, details surrounding the inauguration tomorrow, such as time, venue, and all of those details? Okay, the, the inauguration is going to take place um, at Langfield uh, by 11 o'clock. God's willing. All right. Yes. All right. So, all right. Well, let's open the phone lines. This is a special sponsored program by the Probity Tribe. We have from uh, Mr. Promise Yatu. I almost said Dr. Promise Yatu. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 081-2187-7777. Or you call 090-5566-6699. The Probity Tribe is a support group uh, that is supporting the candidature of Barista Kaleb Mutfang of the People's Democratic Party uh, in the governorship election next year. 081-2187-7777. Let's take this call. Hello. 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 Oh, that wasn't working. Hello. 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 Good evening. Could you turn down the volume of your radio, please? Yes, I'm doing that. My name is Sadiq Umar, the state coordinator, PDP, five over five plateau state chapter. Okay. Actually, yeah, I will comment your guest. He has spoken very, very well, and he has spoken the reality of what is happening in Nigeria and in PDP at large. You see, I want to add up on what you have said. You see, when we look at the situation that we are in Nigeria now, we know that, yes, we have a, a lot of problems. But in the finding the solution of problems, if we look very, very carefully, we are going back to, uh, to the problem that we are facing. For example, now this president, president administration from the uh, federal level to the state level have not achieved 15% of all their promises. There is not anything that this uh, uh, NPC can come out and tell Nigeria this is what they have done. They have not do, they have not done anything. And that's why I want to use this medium to call on Nigeria, especially the Plateau State. We don't have any option than PDP. Because PDP is the only party in Nigeria that has a structure from the grassroots and all these politicians that you are seeing flying uh, uh, in other parties, they are all beneficiaries of PDP. And anybody that you see him out of PDP is just because of his own personal interest. If you check the primaries of PDP from the federal level and the state level, you know that PDP are ready to bring the people uh, 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 along and they are ready to bring up the solution of the problem. Because they have, they have no all the problems. So uh, we have to put trust on Barisakale Bulfa as the governor of Kratuzian. And we have, we, have, we have given him assurance that he's going to bring up uh, the problem in, in Plateau State. And Plateau State are giving him assurance of their vote. And that is the same thing of Atiku Abubakar as the president of Nigeria. If any Nigerian misplays and do not vote for PDP, I think he's just wasting his vote because PDP is the whole way out. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. 08121877777. Before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio. Gilbert will give you socials. Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Live and on Twitter, JFM Joss. More phone calls. Hello. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my name is Mark. I'm calling from Tudumada. Mark, we're listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I appreciate the, the guests in the house. See, this, um, he was talking about uh, uniting the tribes uh, uh, in, on Plateau. See, there was one episode that happened to me. That was last year. 
one uh, um, federal officer, when we, we, we were discussing, I said, ah, Lalong has refused to, to, to do our road from Sabungali to Kabong uh, Secondary School. Do you know what the man said? The man said, ah, am I a stakeholder? I should go back to my state. I said, ah, that is in his speech. You see, that is what is happening in this plateau. Because, because I said the, the, the governor did not do his work. And the man is now accusing me that I should go back to my state. So I said, at the, at the end of the day, the man was transferred to, to my state. You, you, see, you see this kind of problem that we have in, on plateau? That is the main problem that we have in plateau state. Tribalism. That's the problem. If you don't solve that tribalism thing on the plateau, we are not going anywhere. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you calling from Bukuru. Well, listen. Thanks for calling. Okay. So this, uh, the guest in the house is mentioned that uh, he wants uh, Paris Akale to continue with the good job of Babajan. I don't know. Babajan have really tried. But aside that, Jang is an, yes, an ethnic discrimination, which the whole plot to know. No, no, hello, hello, hello. But uh, well, that is an allegation, and that allegation, uh, uh, we know exactly that is just if you don't, you know, this station, except you don't want to accept the truth. Well, that the, well, the truth is not shouldn't come from you alone. Hello, can you hear me? Well, the truth is always subjective. We're dealing with facts, uh, here. Uh, if you tell me if you accuse, you know. Uh, the former governor, you know, uh, Governor Jonah Jang of, you know, ethnic bigotry. Is it everybody, you know, that uh, uh, he appointed? Is it, is it, is it, are they from the same, you know, ethnic Does group? Does he have the facts and figures to back that up? For I example, if he's called before a competent court, you know, to be able to defend that allegation, will he stand to his feet with the facts and figures to back them up? Which it's not me, about coming up to say things, you is, know, and is, all that. We, That's need to, we, need, we need to learn to how... To be civil, engage in civil conversations. And facts. For me, I don't want sentiment. I want facts. Uh, you know, tell me... It's just like if somebody accused uh, Governor Simon Bakula along of uh, ethnic bigotry right now, I would say proof, substantiate... Uh, all of his commissioners from Gumai, uh, all you know, people working in government from uh, Gumai, for example, we need to put things in the right uh, perspective. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Mr. Oliver calling from uh, Rantia. We're listening. Please, uh, if uh, this governor of a PDP, I pray that he will come to change the things happening in, uh, in, in Plateau State here. Security and other things. I pray that God will give him the enlightenment to win this election. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hello. Yeah, good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Yeah, this is Bob. Bob, we're listening. Thanks calling from your south. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, good evening to your girls, yeah? Good evening. Uh, it's like you are starting as a PDP candidate, right? Or PDP member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So if you are, consider yourself you have won the election. Nothing like experience. You can't compare experience with anything. You are telling me experience is the best in anything you are doing in life. And when we talk of that, who is going against him? You know, what you have on ground speaks for you. It's an advert. Democracy is about delivering dividends. And we have seen it. A blind man can see it. A blind man can walk over it. So what are we talking? He stands to be, you know, his record stands to be beaten by anybody. Sin is believing. That's one thing I used to tell people. Let's do party aside. Let's talk about, about, about the candidates. What have they offered? This is a man that is, this is a man to even be present. He has given he has given his blessing to Plateau. He has given his blessing to other states at the ministry. What else again? This is a man who should be present. You are telling me he's a man who should be present. 
When you see what he has done that is on ground, you should be thankful. Each time you go to any project he has done, say, Jan, I thank you, Baba, that God has used you to bless us. That's what you should be saying. Who party aside? I hear people who, who carry parties. Since the time of the memorial of Nigeria, we have been seeing democracy. Where are all those parties? Where are they? Those parties that sat in the respective body. Where are they? Don't talk about party. Talk about party. Talk about party, not party. Party will die. That man will remain forever. And his paper will remain. Abel. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. Okay. I uh, got to you late. Hello. Okay. Don't know. Uh, the calls have been jamming. Maybe Gilbert will uh, take us through Facebook. Let me start with Albert Akaya Dagza on Facebook who says, the campaigns across political parties have started. And our politicians aren't saying anything new. None of them is bringing a new dimension or approach to governance. They are building their campaigns towards the ills that have been bedeviling our nation over time. Peter Agnes says, good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert, with your guest. To be honest, I want to see a sincere campaign, not fake promises, because we are tired of the failed promises. We want the leaders to be honest, and they should um, rise and quell... Okay, okay, thank you. Marcos Lucas said, Peter Obi met Benue State Governor in Abuja and from there went to sympathize with the people of Benue. To me, since he wants to be a president of Nigeria, I feel okay that he started his visit to a place close to him at that point of the incident. Izang Ati says, Hello, Sunset. As campaigns and elections are fast approaching, let us know that campaign and election... It's not fight. Okay, it's not fighting. Let's all conduct ourselves in peaceful manner. Don't sell your vote. Vote wisely. Love you guys. God bless JFM. My favorite radio station. Thank you. Sunday, Moses A.V. A.V. says, good evening, JFM. On the political calculation of what region will Peter Obi win? To me, LP Peter Obi will flow uh, south, east, south, south, and split north central. Obi will surely get Taraba and split Gombe. Okay, Dimas Bala says the biggest mistake is voting APC again in 2023. Nyam David says, good evening, Mr. Ponsak and Gilbert. Good evening to the guests in the studio. The most important thing that PDP should do is to fix their house in order before inaugurating its state campaign council to avoid double faction. We pray for a better Nigeria. Godwin Sule, good evening. Jay on let. Okay. Um, all right, all right. Abubakar Lawa says, Good evening, Ponsak, Gilbert, and the guests. We look forward to having great leaders in March as 2023 across political platform. God bless JFM. Um, Ambassador Joachim says, We look forward to having great leaders in March in 2023 across political platforms. We are not interested in party politics anymore. All we want is people who will lead us well. All God right. bless Plateau State of Nigeria. Yeah, God bless uh, you too. Let's take this, and then our guest is going to respond. That will be it on the show tonight. Hello. Yeah, hello. Thank you for calling. Yeah, good evening, uh, Consac. Yeah, thanks for calling. We're listening to you. Yeah, Comrade Charles Oteke, Consac We're listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I had somebody in your studio that called, said that um, the PDP has already won the election. That you should go to sleep. I wonder if he's won the arbitrage. One that is ended in your, on your station, I don't know. And let, I want to remind you that he has but only one vote. And whether you like it or not, people of Plato still like it or not, Nantawe still remains a candidate to beat. Because the party is not a prob uh, problem. Personality is a problem. So that is just what, 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 what I want to say. Thank Good you. To, to Nantawe. Yeah, well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is the much you take on the show tonight. Uh, well, Mr. Promise Yatu, go ahead and give your final response. Okay, I just to lay to rest the issue someone raised uh, concerning bigotry. You know, these are some of the reasons why we had to come together. You know, regardless of uh, ethnicity and all what not, to form a group of people who would see things from the prism of uh, credence and not from where one is coming from. 
And I think uh, it's a lesson to us all that we should try to be, just as uh, Gilbert said, civil, you know. Let's try to be issue-based, you know. If you are accusing someone of uh, being uh, only uh, where he is because of favoritism, then you can also as well uh, expose to the world how incompetent such a person is. I think uh, seven years plus ago, Plateau people chose uh, tribe over credence. And today we are bearing the brunt because I want to say that the only offense, late genius of blessed memory, committed is only coming from the same place as the outgoing governor then. You know. So for how long should we continue on such a path? You know, and that's why we are insisting that young people must no longer behave in such a manner because such patterns yield no result. And that's why we are very pleased everywhere we go to identify with Barista Caleb Mutfang because one of his ideologies are that he is a meritocratic personality. You know, it's about merit. It's about what you can offer. The government house is no one's personal uh, inheritance. So if you are taking a job to serve the people, what should count is who can do what and who and, and not who knows who, you know. So I, I appreciate our callers for being part of the, the whole program. And we will continue to assure Plateau people that uh, God's willing, uh, when elected, Barista Caleb Mutfang is coming uh, to hit the ground immediately. Experience speaks for him. Competence speaks for him. Integrity speaks for him. And at least he has giants around him that have, uh, have paddled the waters before and have experience to, to guide him aright. So we, we, we are confident that on the plateau, uh, we, 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 we would not have much yeah. To, to cry about at the end of the day because uh, the, the journey as it, as it is now to us is a journey to rescue the soul of Plato. And Thank that's you. why Barista Caleb always says that uh, we must unite to rebuild back the broken walls of Plato State. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Promise Yatu. Uh, there's the much we'll take on the show. Gilbert, unfortunately, no final word because I've got bills to pay. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Have a good weekend. Bye now. Thank you.